Remember the uniform you wore in college? I don't mean an actual uniform, of course, but the clothes you felt most comfortable in, the ones you wore day after day. My go-to college uniform in the late 70s, early 80s at Carolina was blue jeans and a t-shirt every day. If the weather was cold, I put on a flannel shirt and maybe threw on a jacket. A clothes horse I was not. I'm Chris Horn, your host for Remembering the Days. And today we're looking back at two things that probably sound quaint to our 21st century years, dress codes and curfews. The University of South Carolina had both of them as late as the 1960s, and as you'll see, they were unevenly enforced. But first, since this is a podcast about the history of the university, here's some historical context. Curfews were a fixture here at Carolina from the earliest days in 1805 when classes began. Designating a time when everyone was supposed to be in their dorm rooms was one way the institution tried to keep its then all-male student body from lingering in taverns and getting into other mischief. Professors went on nightly patrols to apprehend curfew violators, a thankless task if there ever was one considering the youthful stealth of students versus the age and infirmity of professors who didn't exactly relish their role as campus MPs. Construction of a brick wall around the original campus in 1835 was a well-intended idea to help curfew enforcement. But if you listen to our episode entitled The Great Wall of Carolina, you'll know that students hustled over that seven-foot-tall barrier without much hesitation. Women were first admitted to South Carolina in the mid-1890s, and at first they didn't have to worry about curfews. That's because for more than 20 years, the university did not allow women to live on campus. By the 1920s, the first dormitory for women was built and nighttime curfews for women were implemented and strictly enforced. As for dress codes, the strict social norms of the South dictated a de facto dress code for students, coats and ties for men and dresses for women. Those button-down sensibilities persisted for decades, but then came the 1960s. A tumultuous decade of change. Kit Smith, a 1967 graduate, remembers the fashion that almost all women wore in her early years at South Carolina. Well, the uniform of the day was a brand called Villager Dresses and Harbert Skirts. But the Villager Dresses were like a shirtwaist dress with a Peter Pan collar buttoned down the front with a little belt that came probably below the knees. I can't remember how short they were. Um, and then the skirts were the same length sort of flared and we wore crew neck sweaters that had been cut down the front with grosgrain ribbon and had buttons on them and, and oh Weijin loafers that was the big deal and they were we'd polish them all up and prance across campus in that outfit I don't remember anyone ever wearing slacks pantsuits had not arrived yet the university expected female students to wear dresses or skirts in fact, the dress code banned women from wearing shorts or slacks in academic buildings, and women had to cover up with a raincoat if they wore something as revealing as tennis shorts for a walk across campus. 
the women's movement had not yet caught on in the South. There were some some women who were ahead of their times, I think, and more uh, very progressive. But none of us really rebelled about it. It was just the thing that was expected, and it was the style of the day. So we complied with that style and that culture. But the fact that dress codes were focused on women and not men did not go unnoticed, and the uneven enforcement of nighttime curfews also became very apparent. We had strict curfew hours. We had to be in the dorm- back in the dormitory by 10 o'clock on weeknights. You could get a library pass, and then we could stay out to 11 at least on Saturday night. I can't remember if it was Friday and Saturday. But we had hall monitors and grandmotherly people that kept an eye on us. We didn't like having to come in from a party. I, I was late coming in one time, and I had been granted a stipend to go to graduate school, and I lost my stipend because I was 15 minutes late. The boy that I was with at the date, uh, we left the, the place in plenty of time to get back, but two trains stopped us, which they still do, and we, I was about 15 minutes late, so I was denied my stipend for graduate school as a result of that. I mean, I was, of course, upset about that, thought it was most unfair. I think I appealed to the dean of women and still lost, but it was um, unsettling, and I, that's the first thing that I can remember really upsetting me about um, being a woman and being treated differently. Of course, nothing happened to, to my date. By 1967, the year Kit Smith graduated, the Association of Women Students challenged the ban on slacks and shorts, and the Student Senate passed a resolution condemning dress codes as an infringement on individual rights. Two years later, in 1969, curfew restrictions were dropped for everyone except freshman women. As the 1960s came to a close, Hip-hugger jeans and miniskirts replaced the conservative shirtwaist dresses and crewneck sweaters that had been all the rage just a few years earlier. By the early 1970s, the double standard of dress codes and curfews had faded away to a footnote in university history. I was curious what today's female students would think about those double standards of yesteryear. I asked them if they would have been rebels or conformists if they had been students back then. Yeah, as of right now, I think that I would be a rebel, but that's just coming from like our modern point in time. If it was actually all my friends were like conforming to the kind of rules that the university had, then I think I might have been more abiding by those kind of rules. But I don't think that right now I would. I think right now I'd be a rebel. I think that it's easy to say that we would be rebels, but we would definitely conform because like obviously we can't even like comprehend that and so that's why we like would say we're rebels but I think that I would conform because if everyone around me was doing it I think human nature is just to conform so yeah. Whether you're a rebel or a conformist here's to wearing whatever makes you feel comfortable and staying out as late as you like. If you have a memory of your own experiences with dress codes and curfews send them along and we'll post them with the show notes for this episode. The email is seahorn at sc.edu. That's C-H-O-R-N at sc.edu. Next episode, we'll take another walk down memory lane at the university. Actually, it will be a real memory lane, the story of how the brick sidewalks on the horseshoe came to be. Hope you'll join me for that. Remembering the Days is a production of Communications and Public Affairs at the University of South Carolina. So long for now and forever to thee.